Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. to Brienne and you're listening to Cricket Conversations. On today's episode, I talked to my friend, Mr. Lewis Carr, about his life in BET and his positions there. I hope you enjoy it. Today, I am sitting with Lewis Carr, who is the president of Media Sales at BET. He also has a bachelor's in journalism from Drake University, and he has written two books titled Dirty Little Secrets and The Little Black Book, Daily Motivation for Business and Personal Growth. I am so excited to be here and have this conversation. And so I guess I just want everyone to know who you are and what your work entails. And so... What exactly do you do at BET, and what is the daily life of Lewis Carr? Thank you. Nice to be here, Winter. What I exactly do is I educate marketers on the value of black consumers. So primarily we work with major corporations on how they should send a direct invitation to whether it's Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, to attract them and influence them on using their products or services. That's amazing. And it's been 32 years at BET? This is the 33rd year. 33rd year? Yes. That's a long... I started when I was five. What? <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Do the math, guys. <laughs> um, and I was reading the story about how you came into the BET business. And mm. when you joined was like very, very early on when BET started. Um, can you like tell us about that journey and like what exactly happened? I read like an interview you did and it was so fascinating. Well, uh, my best friend, uh, whose name is Kevin Newell, introduced me to Bob Johnson, the founder of BET. At that particular time, I was working for Black Enterprise Magazine and uh, had no desire to leave or do anything different. Uh, met with Bob uh, uh, probably on a Tuesday. Uh, told him thanks, but no thanks. Uh, then we met probably a month later. Uh, told him thanks, but no thanks. And then we met for a third time, and I finally said, maybe this is something I ought to do. And uh, being able to uh, have a relationship with the founder and CEO is a very special thing uh, because not only do you get the access, but you get the education and the mentoring. Uh, so Bob is still a, a good friend and a good mentor today. So that's how I got into the BET family. And uh, we were very, very small then, probably about 5 million subscribers and probably about $5 million in revenue. Uh, we currently right now are uh, over 80 million subscribers and we probably are close to a billion dollars in revenue. That's um like, that's beyond amazing. And, like, a fun fact about that. I mean, BET made, for black history facts, BET made the first black millionaire, billionaire, billionaire. which was Robert 
Bob but Johnson. we call him Bob. We call him Bob. Bob Johnson. And so um, when we're just talking about your life and the influence that mentors have had on you, you always say that you did not get here alone Correct. and that there were a lot of people who invested in you. Um, what was it like growing up in Chicago and who were those people who invested in you? And how do you think other adults and what's the responsibility for them to like feed back into the community? Well, uh, I grew up poor. Uh, I didn't know I was poor uh, when I was growing up. Matter of fact, I probably wanted to fight you if you had told me I was poor because uh, I thought I was middle class. Uh, I didn't find out I was poor until I went to college and realized, oh, I'm really poor, really, really, really poor. Uh, but uh, I was a kid that was just having fun. Uh, I didn't have a lot of issues, concerns. Uh, I did pretty good in school, but I always had people telling me I was special, starting with mm -hmm. my mother, and that I needed to do special things, and I needed to hang out with, you know, the smart kids, and, right. and, and things like that. And of course, you know, I didn't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> but it, it started to sort of snowball for me. So I had my mother telling me I was special. I had neighbors. I I had teachers, I had coaches, and the more they told me, just like a lot of young people, the more I wanted to resist it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I talk about in my book, never fight uh, or be resistant when people tell you you are special, because they usually can see something in you that you couldn't see in yourself. Right. And I think that was my journey. I couldn't see that, so I really needed other people to s sort of, you know, help me realize that, help me see it for myself. And uh, I, the sort of turning moment for me uh, was when I was a junior in high school and I had a coach who was upset at me at that particular time. And he said, you need to make up your mind right now, whether you just want to be good or whether you want to be great. Wow. And at that point, I didn't know it was my decision on whether I wanted to be good or be great. And I asked him this question. What do the people who become great do that the people who are just good don't do? I want to know. And he said, with that question, you've already answered you want to be great. So line up and follow my wow. direction. So from that moment on, I realized that I had the choice to be great, that it was all up to me. It was nobody else's responsibility but mine. So uh, that impact really sort of made me sort of be responsible for my own actions and my own future. So I want to talk about something after when it just comes to being great in your high school experience mm -hmm. because I was reading a lot about you being a track star and some dope stories around that. <laughs> um, but to keep things like streamlined in this particular, particular moment, um, growing up and then being in high school and having people tell you you were special and then knowing that there was something that did set you apart, um, how did you or when did you realize that media and this space was somewhere where you wanted to go into and what inspired you to get into this space? I didn't realize it. Uh, it was, once again, other people around me. Uh, I had a, a college professor uh, by the name of Jim Duncan who basically sort of guided me towards media. 
Uh, and he guided me towards media sales, which I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I want to be in front of the camera. I want to be in front of the mic. You know, uh, as an athlete, I had a little ego. So <laughs> I, I'm like, I want to be seen. I want people to hear what I got to say. Uh, but he kept encouraging me, uh, even from a freshman uh, in college, that uh, I needed to go into media sales. So uh, he got me internships at radio stations in the sales department. And I was like, eh, it's okay. Hey, uh, you know, I'm around professionals. It's giving me experience, but that was not the thing I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, I really wanted to be in front of a mic. Wow. And so there's so many things that you're saying that just going full circle into all the questions I had for you, especially concerning internships. So talking about this, this mentorship and this fact that there's a lot of people who invested in you and you decided to start your own foundation. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, the reason I uh, started my foundation, and which is an internship foundation, because through having one of my own and also being an employer, I realized how important that experience can be to a young person. Uh, it teaches them discipline. It teaches them responsibility. It teaches them just how to act and maneuver in a corporate environment. Uh, so I wanted to sort of give back uh, to young people that had been given to me. So uh, I know how it had an impact on me. And I really want to have that same impact on as many young people as I possibly can. Because even today, uh, our industry, especially in the back room area, in the business area, is not that diverse. Mm. So I wanted to make sure that people, which I call a dirty little secret, knew of the mm. tremendous opportunities to sort of change your life, change your family's life, change your financial future by being in this industry. Um so shifting gears to kind of just focusing on just BET and its legacy and its impact within the black community. Uh, when BET was founded in 1980, mm -hmm. um, as you said, it wasn't as big at first. You know, of course, everything has to grow. But did you see its trajectory at that time when you joined? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody did. I don't even think Bob Johnson saw it at that particular time. Uh, we believe that our growth has really been dependent on our consumers and, mm -hmm. and what they demand and what they desire uh, from uh, media companies. And we try to live up to that. Uh, our current mission statement is to entertain, engage, and empower. Uh, I think that a lot of brands can talk about the entertainment and engage portion. I think very few can talk about the empowerment portion. We want to be able to give them sort of information and really inspire them to, to be their best self. Uh, and we try to do that through all of our particular platforms, whether it's digital, whether it's linear, whether it's social, to really help them sort of take the uh, reins and really run with them. I mean, I just remember BET's influence on my life as a young kid. I mean, I watched Moesha low-key before my time, but um, I was someone who watched Moesha, Little Bill, went on Six and Park with something I was interested in. And then we've kind of seen this evolution of black characters on television. Um, how has the black character evolved on television over time? And where do you see it going in the future? Well, we, we have to sort of have the balance of 
giving consumers what they want, which is a lot of times entertainment and also giving them what they need. And a lot of times that's news and information. Uh, so we try to do that balance. Uh, I think uh, we find ourselves sometimes in a very precarious situation where, you know, reality shows, you know, show all type of craziness from people getting hit, hitting the head with champagne yeah. bottles and all of that. We know as a brand, we can't go there. Our consumers have told us, no, you have mm-hmm. a bigger purpose. Uh, we want you to show, you know, all sides of our community, but a little less of that side because everybody right. else is going there. So we really try to spend a lot of time on consumer research and insight. Uh, as I say in speeches, we know more about black people than anybody on the planet. I mean, right? <laughs> Not because we're just black, but because we put the work in to understand them and mm-hmm. understand their legacy and their trajectory. And so as we're just talking about this whole idea of just the evolution of a company and it's just the media landscape in general has changed so quickly. I mean, when BET started, I guess it was like the first black cable television network. Mm -hmm. And like today, no one really uses cable. Um, That's not really something... I know about to like the tea because I'm a streamer. You've you, you <laughs> told me Winter many times. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, me and Mr. Kark kind of work on the low together with some other things. But um, yeah, so how do you see like BET and the way that media is consumed, and especially with Gen Z being this large generation that a lot of brands are trying to get to understand better? Um, how is BET shifting with the change in like the media landscape? Well, first of all, we have to meet consumers where they are. So whether they're on linear television, whether it's digital, whether it's social, whether it is at events, we as a brand strive to meet consumers where they are and try to engage them and understand them exactly where they are. So if you look at our social channels and the things we put out there, if you look at our digital platform, if you look at our linear platform, we know that most consumers do a lot of different things. Some Mm -hmm more than others. So our particular goal is to engage and communicate with them exactly where they are. And just meeting people where they are, you are in charge of BT and then working with advertisers, and you're also responsible for bringing over $4.5 billion, billion <clears throat> to just BT media sales and advertising to the black community. Why do you think it's, well, we know it's important for um, people to advertise to Mm -hmm. our community because the black dollar is valuable Mm -hmm. but how do you convince like the brands and people you're working Mm -hmm. with to invest in us we we try to educate them on the value that you guys have not only to the black community but how you influence outside the black community Uh, what we say is what black people do today the world does tomorrow whether that's in music that's in technology whether that's in art and fashion whatever the case may be we are trendsetters no doubt about that so it's not that just black people follow the trends it's it's everybody follows the trends so we we've done research that says most groups whether they are white hispanic Asian believe that young black people are the influence of just about everything that they do I mean there's not one lie there <laughs> at all. Um, okay, cool. So this February, which is like Black History Month, obviously, mm-hmm. and it's also starting to be Queen Black Futures Month, mm-hmm. I want to play a little bit of like just 
It's pretty easy, I think. Chicago mm-hmm. Black History Trivia. Okay. Since you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give you some questions and then you see if you have an answer. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty simple. You ready? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, first question. I can already tell it's hard because you not. can't even get it out. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's pretty easy. Okay. Which Chicago native was the first black woman in space? The first black woman in space was a Chicago native? Yeah. I didn't know that. Same answer. Uh, Jameson? Yeah. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Perfect. You didn't know she was a Chicago I, I native? I didn't know she was a Chicago See, now native. you can rep that. I wish she was oh, from California. Yeah, I would have been saying that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is an easy one, I think. <laughs> Michael Jordan played what position on the Bulls? Forward. Yeah, cool. You're good at this. I didn't know that. That was actually like one of our trivia questions at dinner last night. And I was like, huh, solid. Okay, cool. I think that was my trivia. Oh, okay. See, was it hard? That wasn't too hard. See, it was pretty easy. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to like stump you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back with Mr. Lewis Carr after this break. Article is an online-only furniture company. By eliminating the layers of traditional retail, Article is able to keep prices low and quality high. No showrooms, no salespeople, just savings. This is beautiful, well-made furniture. Scandinavian simplicity. Beautifully designed modern furniture. Article is serious about shipping. No matter how many items, every order is shipped at a flat rate of 49 bucks. That's good. Shipping and furniture can run you a lot of cash. Article has really great stuff. I recently was just buying some furniture from my house. I have a bunch of stuff from Article outside in my house. I got a bunch of, um, they have really good outdoor chairs that are really cool. They also have these really nice benches and they have really cool colors. Like the colors of the furniture, there were really good options. It was really hard to pick. We have some Article furniture in the office. We do. We have some uh, beautiful yellow chairs that are comfortable. They're great. Yeah. We have some great um, uh, like like lounge chairs toward the back of the office that are really comfortable. Yeah. Love Article we here. We love Article. Media. And if you need some help getting set up, Article has options for in-room delivery and for assembly assistance, which I always need. John needs it. I like putting together furniture sometimes. Got my uh, other things to do with my time. I like. I enjoy. I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy some, um, some. 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 Using my hands. You know. Sometimes I think we got this epidemic of ADHD, but really, what we do is we have an epidemic of kids who want to use their hands to think. Use them to put together not furniture from Article. Not Articles. just their words, but their hands and their minds together. Article's offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash cricket, and the discount will be automatically applied to checkout. That's article.com slash cricket to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go get some furniture. The only thing you'll have to decide, like, do you want a beautiful navy blue chair? Do you want a beautiful persimmon pillow? Do you want a beautiful green bench? You know? These are the choices you'll face. End of ad. Cricket Conversations is brought to you by Tommy John. I always get so excited when I get to read Tommy John (laughs) ads. They're fun. If your big Valentine's Day surprise consists of a bouquet of supermarket roses and drugstore chocolates, then the only surprise is that you think that's memorable. Rethink what a Valentine's gift can be from Tommy John, the most comfortable men's and women's underwear on the planet. A give that's not only unexpected, but genuinely needed. If you're still looking for a Valentine's Day gift, their limited edition loungewear and underwear, including matching his and her sets, are the perfect alternative to boring and played out cliche gifts. Last year, the limited edition collection sold out in less than a week. So don't wait until the last minute. 
And with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee, if you don't love your first pair, you'll get a full refund. So there's no excuse not to buy the gift of comfort they truly deserve. Tommy John. No adjustment needed. Shop limited edition Valentine's Day gift sets and get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash crookedconvos. That's tommyjohn.com slash crookedconvos for 20% off. Only at tommyjohn.com slash crookedconvos. Only at tommyjohn.com. That is tommyjohn.com. They really had that many tommyjohns.com in the copy. So now I'm just going to give them a bonus because I like the ads. TommyJohn.com slash Cricket Combos. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Mr. Carr, as we know with his foundation, is obviously invested in young people and hearing from us. And so... I also work at a consulting firm named Juve Consulting, and I've had the privilege of working with Mr. Carr's team and Mr. Carr himself on just talking about Gen Z and what we think is like cool for BT to be doing in the future. Why is it that you decided to reach out to us and like work with us, and why do you think it's important to listen to young people in your space? Well, I I do believe that you drive trends. I believe that you have impact on multiple categories and businesses. And as we initially started talking, people usually talk about you. Mm -hmm. They don't talk to you. So I wanted to be that person that talked to you to be able to talk about you. And uh, I believe that the more that we understand how you think, what you like, what you dislike, and what you do, the better that brands will be able to serve you now and in the future. So this is not just about today. It is about the future. I do believe that your impact and that uh, Gen Zers and uh, Gen X and millennials really do drive what businesses will be doing three years, five years, 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. So it's so important from a business standpoint. I also think it's important from a community standpoint. Yeah. uh, Because you guys are our future. Uh, We need to understand exactly how you think and what you think and what's important to you and really be able to have a strong relationship. So I think it's sort of a give and take for me personally. As you know, I'm having a ball. (laughs) It's Uh, so fun, guys. Our calls are like (laughs) the most lit thing of like the week. I just throw that out there. (laughs) So uh, I think it's important from a business standpoint, a community standpoint and a personal standpoint. Uh, As I always say, nobody needs wants a makeover. Uh, Everybody wants to stay out in front and not have to be made over. So I want to be a a part of that process in helping Mm -hmm. not only educate myself and the BET audience and uh, the BET executives, but also educating our community. Right. And the fact that 
this in our relationship um, has been where it is. It's already a trailblazing act, you know? It's not very many businesses who actually talk to young people when mm-hmm. they're trying to market to them. They have think tanks and they have big old meetings when it's like a full of pretty much old people talking about like our generation. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, what is something that you've learned oh. in talking with young people? Uh, and Juve in general? I've learned an awful lot. Uh, I've learned that you are extremely smart uh, and woke, (laughs) as you would say, about a lot of issues, whether they are politics, uh, whether they are industries, uh, whether they are education, that you're not living in a bubble, Mm. uh, that you really are uh, educated and engage yourself in so many different things. And your opinions are fresh and new. Uh, uh, When we asked the the question about uh, if you only had one thing you could solve, what was it? I think that was enlightening to me uh, uh, about you guys' answer. We asked you about quick service restaurants, and some of your answers was enlightening. So I don't think people can use sort of history to sort of judge uh, what the future is going to be mm-hmm. like with young people because you do have a mind of your own and you're in a world that gives you so much access to so much information so fast, which I think is absolutely great. And I'm jealous. <laughs> I can't even imagine a time like someone was, since it is black history and just history in general, where like you had to go to a library and there was like a library card and somehow like the card referenced like a book number on a shelf and like right. that's how all research was done in like college. I'm like, that just sounds outer worldly. As I tell people, <laughs> if I had had the internet, whoa, <laughs> I would have lit the world on fire. <laughs> So thank you so much for being here. Um, And yeah, this was such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Winner. Thanks for listening. Check back next week for another great conversation from the Crooked Media Network. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.